Hello. Hello. So, yeah, welcome back to another episode of Drumroll, please, our podcast. This week, we spoke to Ayush and Christian. They are two of the front ambassadors. We have been trying to get Christian on the podcast for some time now. He's just been busy. I'm sure if you follow him, you'll see how many photos he posts and how much work he has. So it's been really good to have him on. Ayush, I think it's the third time we've had him on. Um, Them two are friends. Yeah, them two are friends in real life. Sounds weird saying that, real life. They hang around together. They shoot together. They work together sometimes. So, yeah, it was really good to speak to them, speak about how they kind of work together um, and the kind of projects they're working on. I don't want to give too much away. So I'll let you, you know, we'll let you jump straight into the podcast. Just to give you a quick update on Front as well. With the Front website, it is coming soon. There's been a few things that have just been outside of our control that has, that has meant that it's going to take a little bit longer. But big things are coming this year. We are on to launch soon. We can see the website from our side. We've wanted to tweak and change a few things. And then we've, again, we've said it before, but we're making sure everything operates smoothly and it's a safe platform to be on. But if you haven't already, thank you to the hundreds and hundreds of people that already have. But if you haven't already registered to our mailing list, uh, there'll be a link down below and it will give you early access to Front when we do launch. You'll be one of the first people on the Front platform. Um, it will be released to you before the kind of general public, if you like. So if you haven't already yeah. registered to the mailing list. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a statement. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it is coming. It, we, we are working hard on it. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Register to the mailing list. Follow us on Instagram if you don't already. That's where we do most of our updates. And enjoy this episode. Yes. Two more, please. Cool. <laughs> right. Thanks for checking out another podcast. We are here talking to Yoshi and Christian, their profiles and Instagram profiles and websites. They need to say that all the time. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> take two um so um, yeah thanks for, coming on, anyway. thanks for coming on the podcast christian it's been a while we've been trying to get you down but you're finally here which is awesome yoshi this is what your third time on the podcast now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i can't i can't stay back I can't yeah. stay away and you, you know too. what it was it's because you guys tried to get me on straight after yoshi and i weren't having that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yoshi's much done so to. much and he's so interesting that um there's no way that i was going on yeah. straight after him so uh i thought let a few more people do one first yeah. <laughs> you're here now you're here now. Smoke, i'm here finally yeah but if you don't know these two are ambassadors forefront um they, their, you know, their work will be up for sale on the front website, amongst other things in the future. So stay tuned for that. But we want to talk to you about both yours, photography, and how you kind of work together, because we know that you're very passionate about kind of documentary and photojournalism. So, I mean, you tell us, how, how did you two first connect? You want to go first, Yushi? Oh, sh- um, yeah, I think it was um, almost by accident. We kind of bumped into each other during some protests and we 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 kind of just stayed in touch since and this is like it was coming two years ago now during like the first round of like really intense uh, blm protests during the first lockdown and um we met up with other photographers and we we just stayed in touch since then yeah 
But we actually met years before that, didn't we? Yes. Which was yes. really ages crazy. Ago. Ages ago. He doesn't remember that. We oh, met oh, when oh, we oh. met when Yushi won a competition when he was 16 years old for Irons. But yeah, um, we, wow. me and Yushi's actually talked about this and we didn't realise for a while after we had met after this two years ago. And then we got talking about it and then we actually realised that we met years before at this competition that Yushi yeah. won, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember the competition, yeah. yeah. Well, so what, what was this competition for? Uh, it, 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 so we were in a gallery for like photos in London, like when when I am uh, opened and I am was like it is it was like a competitor to Instagram, and they did like oh here's our favorite London photographers, and we both were in that gallery in like in like the print space in Shoreditch. We, oh, we, yeah. we didn't clock it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's is amazing. That, yeah, that was so that was before. The photographer of the year award yeah that was that. uh that was in uh 2018 yeah 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 uh, before when, all of that yeah yeah okay when, okay when i was when i was uh like first starting photography which is kind of wild which so is you, really wild yeah because yeah. you won the whole competition which was really big because you got flown out to berlin for that if i'm correct right yeah yeah that, that was in 2018 oh wow yeah okay and that, and then that photography. So where you two first met, that must have been around like twenty fifteen, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Wow, yeah. Weird. Okay. And now, now your bezes ever since then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, right? Because I, yes, yeah, so I remember you saying that. You know, there's like not just you two, but your kind of like circle of you know photographers that you kind of hang around with on a regular basis you all look out for each other i remember you saying yeah. that you you know you've all got each other's back making sure that you're all kind of protected and i'm guessing that's still very much the case you know even to that even to this day oh yeah yeah, yeah. 100 percent, 100 like i think the benefit of being with christian is like no one's gonna <laughs> bomb me at all <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah there's quite a difference oh, do you know what I think, I think it works out perfect because um, obviously there's quite a few of us and we all go there together and we do our own thing while we're there. But you, she's always at the front and in the middle of everything. Like if you want to know where you is, a lot of the time you look for a, a yellow jacket and you look <laughs> right to where the trouble's starting and uh, you should be right in the middle of that. And I'm pretty much the same. I'm right in the middle of things. So uh, a lot of the time we're right next to each other. So it's quite easy to help each other out if we need to in certain situations. But to be fair, you should never really need to help with anything anyway. He knows how to handle himself in those sort of situations. So oh, we just go there and we enjoy it. We have a laugh and uh, yeah, we just try to get the best of what we can get at the protests. And has there ever been like a time where you can like, I don't know if you, if you know an example, but I'm sure there has been, but has there ever been a time where you know that you've probably got a better result or a result that you were hoping for because you were together or, you know, the group of you were together? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. A few times. I think especially at the more like, I say radical protests where it's really unpredictable. Uh, the, and like protesters and people kind of pick off like single photographers and it happens a lot with the press guys with their two massive cameras so if we're, if we're in packs and it, it's kind of easier to take a picture and I literally like I'm sure Christian could explain this about when we kind of 
got let in to photograph David Icke. Oh, well. <laughs> well, that, that uh-huh. was a pretty cool situation. Because, um, yeah, because the way that, remember, the way that happened, we was outside the barriers. And mm-hmm. the security that was the security for the event that day just happened to be one of the guys that was running it all. He knew my face from Forest Hill. He just recognised my face. And he just, he basically said to me, he was like, do you want to get in there? So I said, well, if you can let my mates in with me, then uh, I'd absolutely love to get in. And when I got in, he basically said to me, we didn't know each other. He was like, you know what? No, I see your face around Forest Hill. I'm from Forest Hill. And he was like, you just seemed like a really cool guy. like the way you deal with people and the way you cover yourself. He was like, come inside. So he ended up getting me, you, she, and I think it was Paul as well, right? Uh, shooting a Super 8 or something, I think. And uh, yeah, we ended up getting right in the middle of there. And that was a pretty good day, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was wild because we were given high-vis jackets and around us was Piers Corbin and his and his posse and David Icke and his family. And at one point, David Icke turns to Christian and I, and he just offers us grapes. And <laughs> we, we were like, I, I know for a fact I wouldn't be able to get be in that situation if it wasn't for Christian and he just getting let let through. Yeah. And yeah. no other photographer could get that close to us, and. And as soon as that finished, right behind us, loads of riot police charged in, and Christian like nudges me. He's like, "Maybe it's time to take off the high vis and just get out of here." <laughs> That's cool. Like you had this like strategic plan almost that got formed out of nowhere. But what? Why the grapes? What? What? What's that about? Was that like a test, just... like a reptilian test or something? Maybe I we did I did accept the grapes. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't take the grapes, he's a reptile. No. <laughs> we we won't go down that rabbit hole of thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Not again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's cool though. So like, obviously, for people that are listening that don't know you so well, Christian, yeah. Forest Hill is your hometown, right? Um, no, Peckham is. But it was just, it was just for, it was just for uh, about two years that I lived in Forest Hills. So, yeah. and, um, and yeah. more recently now, while right, you're you're photographing Peckham, right? Um, yes, I'm doing a couple of projects in Peckham and Camberwell at the moment, so where I'm just shooting locals and just documenting the area. So that's my main projects right now. And I decided from the start of the year to shoot everything on film. I've got rid of my digital cameras now, so that's been pretty interesting. So you pretty expensive pop- on a bank account as well. Yeah, <laughs> you've got rid of your Ricoh GR2 out of choice, and Yoshi, yours is broke. I, uh, it, I, it's completely gone. That's so annoying. R.I.P. That's like, isn't it, that? That's not your first either, isn't it? Oh, that's my second now. Right. But I'm still not. I'm still not close to Christian yet. He's gone through about like twelve. <laughs> I've gone through quite a few of them. Yeah, quite a few. But well, if, if it goes on, how much? Like you know, you you. I really like that you post a lot of your work and we won't go too much into detail about Instagram and social media. I feel like every episode that we record, we talk about those things, but if you haven't already, you know, if you don't already follow these two, go and check it out. But Christian specifically around you, you, you post a lot of your work and I love yeah. it. Like, it motivates me. Like every time I check up my phone, you're at the yeah. top, which is no, like, you know, I always know there's going to be a new photo. Oh, he's gone all shy now. He's disappeared. Yeah. Um, Sorry. No, someone's <laughs> tried to call me. Someone decided to call me at the worst time. But I see a lot of your work. Now, do you post everything or, like, do you use Instagram in, like, a journal? Like, you know, like, it's your personal journal or do you keep back ones? 
for future projects or is it just a case that that's where you're going to put everything and then you'll go back through that and choose those well no well it is all my project stuff um all my best project stuff i'm holding back so i'm not letting let's all showing anyone my project stuff because i believe when you put all of your best work and all your work up on instagram it kind of loses the impact if you was to pull it in a project and pull it in a book at some point. And I want a lot of my work that I put into a book or I do in projects to have a little bit more of an impact when I actually bring it out. So um, what I do, I do put stuff on that sort of off shots from my project that ain't gonna make it um, here and there, which I'd need to stop doing because it's still gonna take away from the impact of the eventual projects when I bring it out but sometimes it's just nice to sort of show people a little bit of what you're doing especially when you change what you're doing as well because for me moving from digital to film photography has been quite a big step for me mm. considering I only started shooting film at the start of last year and I think in the whole year I shot about 20 rolls of film and that's all I ever shot in my life when it came to film so to make the big leap from saying right I'm going to sell all my digital cameras and I'm only going to shoot film now it's been a big learning curve and um yeah one yeah. that I'm really enjoying at the moment to be honest so is that something are you shooting like I'm well, I guess that you're shooting what three or four rolls every 15 minutes 20 minutes something like that <laughs> <laughs> you you would you would think so yes and um although I've shot a lot more than what actually I've shot a lot less than what I thought I would have shot at this time to be fair um but I have, I think I've shot about thirty rolls this year so far. And are you trying out different film stocks, or have you decided to stay to a certain few? Right. What I do for my projects that I'm shooting, I'm sticking to one film stock, and that's Ilford HP5. Yeah. Because I find you can really sort of, you can push the ISOs quite a lot with that, and shooting at sixteen hundred, I find it gives me a nice bit of. Um, contrast and I love the way it looks so plus with the weather in Britain you never know what sort of weather you're going to get so shooting at 1600 you kind of know you're covered plus yeah. I'm using a 50 millimeter lens that goes up to 20 f22 so I know no matter what the weather is going to be like I'm able to shoot my projects at 1600 on hp5 but then if I'm shooting central London or I'm doing a protest or anything like that sometimes I'll throw in some color for some fun just switch it up a little bit oh. so I just got some Kodak Pro 100 so I'm testing that out at the moment um, really but yeah, yeah. I, I, don't yeah. Know if, I don't know if you guys agree with this but like I've been shooting a lot of black and white recently and if you you know if you're not from the UK then it is miserable weather most of the time <laughs> and if you are from the UK you know where we're coming from so probably in the last kind of like well over Christmas like over like New Year and Christmas like probably for like the last four or five months I've pretty much only shot black and white on film well which which is like it's been a real challenge because that like me and luke spoke about this before and i was like oh, it's, i'm just shooting black and white wishing i was shooting color but now i've kind of see the difference between black and white and color do you know what i mean like you, you you're thinking about the whole photo with black and white not just trying to capture a subject well that's the way i kind of look at it right but then since i've been doing that it's really challenged myself but at the same time it doesn't make me think about the weather so much because it's black and white so it makes me think about what's going on in the photo rather than, you know, trying to capture something in colour. Yeah, and I think especially when you're shooting on film as well, it's a little bit easier. Like, I haven't got a built-in meter, so shooting on a flat day 
to yeah. where it just don't change. It means I yeah. don't have to change my settings on the camera. Yeah. All I have to do is change the focus and I'm absolutely sorted. So, but then when you've got the sun coming in and out of the clouds and I'm constantly trying to ex check the exposure and it just makes things extra hard. And especially shooting black and white, you literally don't really, I don't mind if there ain't no sun, to be fair. Um, yeah. Just flat, I quite enjoy it, to be honest, because I'd have to do a lot less when I'm shooting. So it works for me. <laughs> it's funny, though, because as soon as we see a bit of sun, we're like, where's the colour film? Get me the shadows. Everything. Like, like, really, like, it's too bright. When the sun comes out, it's too bright. And then you've got to wait yeah. for a sunset and you don't know what to do. Exactly. Uh, what, what was the reason for moving from digital to film and, like, cutting digital off completely? Um, because as you know, I'm really prolific when it comes to shooting and posting yeah. and, and I can't help myself. I just take pictures. I love the photos and like, don't get me wrong. I think maybe I might take one shot or a couple shots a year that I'm really, really happy with. Most of them, I think it's nice shots. Most of them wouldn't make my website or make a book or anything like that for me, but I still like the work and I like to share it. Like, I absolutely yeah, love sure. it. I, don't, I, just, I think I use Instagram more so for um, networking and chatting yeah. to other photographers more than anything else. And it's just a place where I can sort of log my photos and what I've been doing. Um, but more than anything, it's just connecting with other people, which I've met so many people through Instagram. And then you meet them on Instagram and then you end up bumping into them, walking around central London or just walking anywhere. You just end up meeting these people in person. And I think for me, that's what I enjoy more than anything else. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. So you, you weren't worried that shooting on film, it was going to slow you down too much with... Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was that a question. I completely went no, off no, on no, something right. else there. <laughs> All about the people. <laughs> but you know what? That's that's what I hope shooting film would do, would show, uh, slow me down a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I believe I do need to slow down a bit and more so focus on projects and not just going out and shooting any old thing. And because I do want to release a good body of work that, and I'm not, I would say I'm not really shooting for now. I'm shooting for, say, 20, 30 years in the future to where I'd love people to grow up and maybe my nephew and nieces to grow up and look back at my photos and be like, wow, I remember Peckham when it used to look like this, or I remember when things used to be like this. So that's what I want to do. I want to produce a body of work that's more so documenting where I've lived my whole life. Because I've lived in Peckham since I was born. So I'm 37 now. So for 37 years, I've basically lived in this area. So I think it's nice for me to document what yeah. the area that means the most to me, basically. And a lot of people that I've grown up with and a lot of people that live around there, because I don't think no one's really done that properly. There's been a couple projects, I think, over the years from the 80s that people took, mm -hmm. but it's not really been done properly. So um, that's what I'm concentrating on now. I bet you'll both agree, like... You've got to put in the time, and like you said, you know, maybe buying film has slowed you down slightly, Christian. But at the same time, unless you're out there on the streets taking photos, you don't know what you're going to see or what you're going to get. But also, what I find like fascinating about people who document a place or whatever it might be is that you're like, I know that I'll look back at your work and know that it's your work and not just a gent like you know, you could set up a tripod yeah. at the same spot every day, but I, I will know that. I've seen your photos from your perspective and seen something that you're interested in enough to even, you know, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's like 
a great way of documenting somewhere and fair enough you know you might be trigger happy you might only take one or two photos a day and from them you only might get one or two photos a month that you might consider putting towards something right? exactly but unless you're out there and you're wasting those shots to get that yeah. one or two special one you're not going to get them do you know what I mean exactly and I, I think it's all worth it no matter how many shots I take if I come through the end of the year with a handful of shots that I'm proud of I'm more than happy um, usually been down to Peckham a few times to shoot with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was, it, it, it was about to say we have to. We put in the hours. We put in the graphs, and like Peckham, Peckham is actually really. It's a cool place to shoot. It's 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 nice. Yeah, it looks. Um, a good time shooting in Peckham, didn't we? Yes. But we got some like loads of good portraits, and it, it's literally like what you said. We we go there with a rough idea of what we want to do, but we we do it. We commit. And we spend like a few hours just walking around up up Burgess Hill, and we see a guy just doing a handstand on by himself. And it's like, all oh, right, cool. We speak to him. We get a portrait of him doing a handstand. Portrait is great. And then we walk down to the fishmongers. They want a picture. Oh, even better. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> Are these people that you know, or you just got no. you know, Peckham's that? I feel like I could go to Peckham. For, for argument's sake, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, my boy's Christian Cross. And they'll be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, take a photo, take a photo. But I don't know if you know, like, all these people or if it's just a case of they've started to see you, like, around and then you're... That, that's that's what it is. A lot picking. of the people that you would get working in the shops and on the high streets and stuff like that, they'll know me by face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by name, a lot of them wouldn't know me, but a lot of them just know me as the cameraman. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of them would say, oh, the cameraman. So you get all the guys on the fruit stalls and in the little shops and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, the blah, the camera guy, like, when are you going to take my picture? So That's it's cool. like, it's nice because it's got a good community there. And I've been there obviously a long time. So I know who likes their picture taken, who don't like their picture taken. And even you guys that we come across down there, like when we was with you, there was one guy that um, had a few words to say in that because he weren't oh, yeah. sure. Well, he didn't know that I lived around there. So, um, but yeah, you, you can tell you about that one. <laughs> he, he, we were, we walked into this market and he just started, he was just like, he was angry at all these like hipsters moving into Peckham. And he's like, oh, you're not, you're not real Londoners. And then Christian like kind of tips off his hat. as like, actually, I lived here for this long. And the guy was like, oh, you're not that bad though. You're cool. I like you. And then he away within like a few sentences. Yeah, and that, that happens a lot when we shoot. They so we'll take someone's picture, and they'll freak out, and then we'll, we'll explain why. Is like, oh the light looks really good, and then they're like, oh, can you send that picture to me then? Yeah, so it, it's it works really well. Yeah, that's great. It's funny, isn't it? Because like I was saying the story the other day, but there's a few people that I've like built up the courage to go and ask to take their portrait and they look at you a bit funny and I'm sure you've all experienced this but they look at you a bit funny but then once you get talking to them and you realise that you've just you know they realise that you're just a passionate photographer at whatever level you may be at they always end up asking for a print or yep. you know or or send me that photo or what, do you know what I mean and that and that's yep. kind of cool that you've managed to persuade them enough to realise that you're actually you're actually out here for a purpose not just you know, for a walk and you just want to be that person who's just taking photos of people. You know what I mean? You are building this body of work. Yeah, I think I think shooting in Peckham as well, because um, although you get a lot of hipsters and everything <coughs> around here, you do get more people taking pictures around here. 
a lot of people still ain't used to it and still don't really like it or actually get street photography anyway. So um, I think me living here for so long, I've got that sort of connection and that sort of place where I can talk to them and get away with a lot more than someone that's just moved into the area for the fact that I have lived around there. Plus, it feels like it is home for me. So everything, just asking anyone anything in Peckham just comes just naturally for me. I don't feel no way what they look like or if I find them interested and want to take the shot, I'll take the shot. And a lot of time, I'll take the shot before I ask. And uh, if I I have to, I explain myself afterwards. But sometimes if you don't take the picture, you're going to miss the moment or the shot that you want to get. So you take the photo and as long as you know how to deal with people, I think you're pretty much all right afterwards, even if they don't like it. You, after you talk to them, usually they're all right with it. So that's it, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Oh, look at yeah, you now. I'm, I'm sitting there drinking a pint glass, trying to look manly, <laughs> and you just bring out two liters. <laughs> <laughs> the manly Coke Zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, uh, I, w- I remember watching your video, I think it was for Wex that you did it. Oh, like, yeah. And it was yeah. like from following around Peckham, which I really liked. And um, I kind of remember you saying you get to a certain point and you don't go further. Yes, towards the bottom end of Peckham. Is that, but if they weren't filming you, would you go further? Is it because you didn't want to like... Um, do you know what? Well, I did I did go further down in Peckham that day. Um, I don't know yeah. if you put it in the video because I still haven't watched that Wex video. I hate watching myself on any sort of video. So <laughs> I haven't watched it myself. But we did go down the other end of Peckham just to show what it was like. But I, can't I just find a lot of the time. onto your head, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, no, um, I just find down that in the Peckham is because there's more shops and people shopping and people are just in a rush and not so much in the best of moods down that way. Um, it's still all right to shoot sometimes, but sometimes you go out and you just want people that's got a good vibe and good energy. And I find the top end of Peckham has got that because there's more coffee shops and like little arcade and yeah it's just people's a lot more cheerful at the top end down the bottom end just got people sort of shopping and rushing about wanting to get home and yeah so it depends what time it is a day as well i guess so yeah 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 Yeah. you ever feel like you're gonna run out of stuff to take photos of probably that's for both of you yeah, like because you're always going if you're always going to the same bit i guess you're not always going to this just going to that part of peckham and that's it but do you ever think uh, there's what What else can I do? What else? I've been there so many times. You know what? You be surprised yourself. Um, no, because Peckham's pretty big, and yeah. um, and although Peckham High Street ain't the biggest, you've got offside roads, and then the rest of Peckham, there's always stuff going on as well. So, um, I don't just shoot on the high street, I mainly showcase the high street because there's a lot more going on on the high street. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of other places in Peckham that I like shooting, like Burgess Park. You've got Peckham Rye Park. Uh, I'm doing a project at the BMX bike track down in Burgess where they've got Olympic uh, silver medalist down there and um, Kaya and his dad and all of that train down there. So I'm doing a project down there at the moment and documenting a lot of that, which is really cool. And I'm hoping to do one in a local boxing gym at some point coming up really soon in the near future. So there's lots of little projects that I can do. So um, What are you going to do? Yeah. Just tie the Leica to your head while you fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit old for fighting and that now, so I kind of stay away from that sort of stuff. <laughs> Won't be the ref. You should be the referee. That's what you need to do. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'd be the ref. I definitely, yeah, yeah. I definitely don't mind being a ref. Yeah, as long as they don't throw no cheeky punches my way. 
So that's it. Isn't it? So you've gone from shooting like that little Rico with a wide, wide lens to yeah. just shooting film, 50 mil. So it's like a pretty... 50 mil. It's quite a different experience. Has it been like a challenge or has it just been... Has it, has it been nice to do that? You know what? It's been really nice and refreshing. I think not having to be so close to people all the time. Because mm. uh, having a Rico GR, you literally have to have that camera in people's faces to get the shots. Uh, yeah, I find I had to work quite a lot to get the shots that I wanted to get with that um, with that camera. I think with the 50 millimeter, but I had, did have a little bit. Of, I had the Canon Mark III mm. for a little while as well, so I was shooting with that, and I enjoyed shooting with that. And I had a 50 millimeter on that, so I was used to the 50 millimeter focal range. Um, and I find I can just sort of kick back a little bit more and. I find it a little bit more of a challenge as well because I do like capturing a scene. So you kind of need a bit more space to capture the scene you want to get. But um, I'm enjoying the challenge. I always like a challenge and I'm enjoying it. So Yeah, and I think that shows in your work as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's what I'm saying. Like, we are motivated to see all your work that you post. And I feel like it's so nice. And this is for both of you as well, right? Like, Inside me, I'm like, oh, I need to go here. Or I need to go to the States and film the desert. Or I need to go to France <laughs> and photo, you know, whatever. I need to go to Italy. When really, like, there's enough to shoot in your back door, you know, outside of your back door. <laughs> and like, I, f- I feel like people need to, like, remember that from time to time. Like, challenge yourself to, to go outside your door and, and see what's around within walking distance. You don't always have to go to all these different places or spend this amount of money on a camera or film, whatever it might be. It's about going outside your door and kind of documenting it. Do you know what I mean? If, if you're into that, some people are, but I think that's a really important thing to challenge yourself to do. Yeah, yeah Completely. It's about, like, capturing life you see, and I think, like, Christian does that really well with Peckham, and, like, outside my door is a, a running track, which I've been photographing for the past, like, since lockdown. So it's, it's about what you see and not what you really use. Yeah, yeah. But we've we've spoken so many times about camera equipment and you know film or digital cameras, whatever it might be. When really, it doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think what it comes down to is what you enjoy shooting with. Well, what inspires you to go out and shoot? Yeah. For me, it's just yeah. what I want a camera that makes me want to come home from work and go out and shoot with it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's the most important thing for me. I feel like like a good analogy of it, right, is that I used to be obsessed with getting like a new phone every couple of years and I followed like the latest released iPhone, the latest released blah, blah, blah. But now, like, I don't really care because A, I take photos, so I don't care about the camera on the phone for the, <clears> most, for the most part, right? Um, but I've, I'm also out of the loop now, so I couldn't tell you what the latest iPhone does compared <laughs> to one before. And it's the same with cameras. So, like, I'll go through this stage of, like, oh, I want a new camera or I want a new lens or whatever. And I'll obsess about it. I'll research it and then I'll know all these facts about it and then I'll get it and I'll love it. But during that time of using whatever the piece of equipment is, I'm not looking into the news of photography. Do you know what I mean? And it's not until you get the itch that you want to go out and then try something new, if that makes sense. But if you have found something you like, why change? Do you know what I mean? Like, don't, yeah, don't yeah. fix what isn't broken. Exactly. Yeah, I can't, I kind of had that today. I was like, I went out for a little walk and I was taking some photos 
and I think last night I was like looking at it's like usual thing like looking at lighters <laughs> and so I want to work get like an as M- you do can can't you afford know, list <laughs> we, M10 maybe maybe there's a few more of them knocking around now that they've released a new one maybe can I you know and then I went out with my Fuji and was just like I love it I love this camera and getting out and using it makes you kind of want to buy stuff less I think because you're yep. just like ah, oh, it's just it's about going out and using what you've got rather than not going out not doing anything and that's when you start thinking oh i need a new camera and i think i think as well like you two specifically with the kind of work that you both produce it's somewhat similar but it's very different you've both got your you know very much your own styles which is amazing um mm. but also when people look back at, in, at your photos in 10 20 30 40 50 years does anyone give a shit about what camera you're using or what film you're using? Yeah. No, exactly. it's about the power of the photos. And don't get me wrong, you know, like there aren't people that are into that kind of photography and it is about the equipment. I totally get that. But with kind of documentary and photojournalism, it is about capturing what's going on in that photo and that moment in time, not what you're necessarily shooting. Oh, yeah. completely. Con- context is key. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For right. sure. yeah. So, so are you still going out to a lot of like, protests and all of that kind of thing or are you trying to widen <laughs> the net a bit about what you're shooting uh i think we, we uh i i i still get dragged to them unfortunately <laughs> it, it it takes a toll like it's either really depressing or you just you just get like attacked and like verbally attacked and sometimes physically if you're with me that is um, <laughs> by just just like random people and it takes a toll, and I realise this over Christmas. So I, I'm trying to take a step back from them and photograph raves <laughs> a bit more and other stuff mm-hmm. around that. Yeah, you can like your own bookshop in about a year, I bet. I was going to say, <laughs> two books last year, right? So yeah. is it three this year, or uh, what are you going to do? I'm working on one now. Ah, nice. yes. Nice. Yeah. When's that? When have you got oh. that? Well, uh, I don't know, really. I mean, it, it's it's like I'm trying to photograph as many different music events as possible. And a lot of them are summer bound. So I'm kind of just like hibernating and resting my back and shoulders until then. <laughs> yeah, nice. That'd be cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Is, really, it, is, yeah. is it like following on from the rave book? Is it any... Kind, like, kind of, yeah. yeah. So I'm... I'm I'm photographing different levels of BPM in electronic music and then kind of basing that around a large, it's going to sound so boring. And like trying to photograph like how like UK dance and electric music cultures is very like different and very weird almost. So like house parties all the way to like GABA raves in in like a forest. I'm trying to, I'm trying to capture that's cool. So is it like the higher the BPM, the more like chill the people or is it? Oh, no, completely opposite. <laughs> <laughs> or the more friendly, like, maybe I should say. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, I, I went to a trance event to photograph a few weeks ago and uh, someone elbowed my glasses off my face whilst they were dancing. That was pretty fun. Where were you, Christian? Where were you? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and now, I'm too so old yeah. for those late nights and early mornings. <laughs> sure. So, are you going to clubs to do all of that? Uh, you... Clubs, some like 
like student houses okay. really yeah. weird i i like i put a call out a few weeks ago saying if you got a party just let me let me come yeah i saw and, that and people people are really like trustworthy i'm like this is really odd uh, and mm. I, so I went to went to a house party um uh a week or so ago and yeah. they were like hey yeah do you want some tea or or other <laughs> drinks i'm like i'm fine i've got yeah. my water and take some pictures and leave because these guys look very shady yeah really that's amazing that you do that though because like, cool. i've seen that you put out on instagram a couple of times or social media whatever it might be about you know it, like respectfully as well you don't really give too much away about what you're working on which which is good because yeah. obviously you're saving it towards a project but i feel like if i saw a random post on instagram that said can i come to your house party document yeah. it and i'm not really going to tell you why i probably wouldn't let you in do you know what i mean i tell the people what i'm doing and i show them the pictures i've done so if they see photos of raves photos i took during like the england games like, over summer of people getting a bit too uh, loose they're like oh yeah this guy's cool i can trust him and i'm like yeah but i want to get the pictures first and then run away so you can't tell me off getting them yeah 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 that's cool but if you get like known for doing that <laughs> then i suppose the more and more you do it the more and more people trust you to Mm. Um, do that. It's kind of like what was I watching the other day? Think about you know Don Letts. Yeah. Um, so how he was like filming all the like the punk scene and everything at the in at the time like late seventies mm. and just became known as like the guy to come and film whatever it was that was going on. Yeah. So kind of like liken it to that a little bit that you're just like you're trusted. You know you're not going to like show anybody in a particularly bad light i'm guessing yeah um, yeah most mostly yeah oh no, of like... no no of course no no not <laughs> at all. yeah but pe people were pretty like at the uh, england games and stuff like that there was a lot of like drugs on show and stuff like oh, that and i suppose you were quite good at maybe keeping people's faces out of those particular shots so is it a similar thing with the house party yeah yeah completely like i i i can see visually what i want to capture and if they're a bit hesitant, I'll say, oh, I, I'll just get your hands in or I'll just get this in and I'll try to make it as comfortable for them as possible. But like even during the England games, people were a bit hesitant. So like, oh, I'm just going to get your hands and nose in so no one really could tell who it is. And they're like, sure, I'll take the picture, I'll show them. They're like, oh, that's amazing. Can you get a picture of me and my friends? I'm like, yeah. after I just took that, yeah, are you yeah. sure? <laughs> I remember you talking about work. this when we were talking about the Euros. Mm. Uh, obviously, I know that you two were both together for parts of that, which was like awesome to see. Covered in beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Covered yeah. in it. Camera, yeah. clothes. Oh, God. Like, it literally happened when we were we reached Wembley on the final. This guy kind of really shadily in front of us opens an envelope. And looks at us with cameras and we just go take a picture and he's like yeah take a picture but don't get my face in i'm like sure it's cool, cool. <laughs> that could go wrong quite easily i bet oh yeah i yeah. think no one really cared during that kind of few weeks yeah well it's funny though isn't it because if you're like off your face right <laughs> surely that makes it like you're probably more open yeah. to let people into your kind of personal space, right? Then you add if you're stone cold sober. I don't know. Does that? 
I think your guard has dropped a bit, especially if you're around lots of people who are like having a good time. You feel you feel everyone's on the same level. And if someone has a camera, you're like, oh yeah, so what? Yeah, I can do that. That's cool. And I know, I know, like just changing subjects a little bit when it comes to like your journalism kind of this is for both of you as well. When it comes to like your street photography, well, maybe more like journalism photo. I feel like, and maybe it's my lack of knowledge, but I feel like there's not too many people out there that do what you two do. I know, I know you know other people within kind of like your circle of friends and stuff, but I feel like a lot of the people that do what you do go down more of a like a professional approach, so to speak. Like no one's really getting in there and getting stuck in. And Luke, we were talking about this a while ago. I remember there was a um, like a march or a protest in Northampton that you took some photos at. Mm, yeah. But the the actual like employed photographer for the for the protest turned up with a what you know two hundred millimeter lens, whatever it was. Loads of lenses. Yeah. yeah. I and I feel camera, like that, and when I say the professional yeah. approach, I mean, it's Press. people that, you know, it's the nine to fivers that go out there mm. and they're trying to sell their work to, to a paper, so on and so forth, when it's not so much about documenting that, regardless of when that photo kind of comes out or what it goes towards. Right? Yeah, I think they're just getting the shots that the papers want. And yeah, they yeah. know what the papers want. And a lot of the time it is on a big 200 millimeter lens and they don't care if you sort of feel like you're in involved and sort of in there sort of getting the shots which I find more so documentary photographers and reportage photographers kind of want to be in the middle of it I think you get more of a sense and more enjoyment from a photo even looking at it if you yeah, feel like yeah. someone was actually in there you kind of feel like you can sort of smell the scene if it makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> but it's yeah. almost like there's another world to it as well right because I'm guessing that if you work for a paper or a magazine or whatever it might be then you know, you've got connections automatically because you're employed, right? So they can tell you where to be at what time. When you guys or people like yourself, you're like the street versions of them, right? So you've got to find out yourself, you've got to help each other out, and then you've got to go and get there regardless of what time of day it is and so on and so forth, which to me, like, carries a higher level of respect. But the question that I had was, have you two ever thought about kind of going down that road? Because surely your portfolios would shine if you took it to a paper or a magazine. And I know I know you've done work for magazines before, but again, those photos were never taken to be part of that. Have you ever thought about going down that kind of road as like a career path? So I, 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 <laughs> I, I still do like uh, a lot of work for like Vice magazine yeah, yeah. and Hub magazine, but they, they, they are happy to let anyone shoot whatever the protest or event is their own way. Yeah. And I I don't really use a zoom lens. I shoot with a 24. And if I am not close enough, I miss the shot. Mm. And a lot of these like really traditional like magazines will will have their photographers on for like 10 or 15 years. And they don't know any other way but their own. And I'm yeah. sure Chris, like, me and Kristen have dealt with a lot of them. And they are so fixated in their old ways and everyone around them is was almost very i say old world they they don't know you don't even know what tiktok is yeah. and um <laughs> they're kind of stuck stuck in that format of uh we need a long lens portrait of a person crying in a in a protest or oh, that's a great shot mm. there's no context of like anything around it but they know it would sell like christian cells but yeah, um yeah. It, it's 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 that kind of like 
way of taking pictures is outdated now. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like because of, you know, social media and so many other people kind of having access to like cameras and that kind of thing, there's now like a world where you can put your own individual kind of spin on it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But still, the yeah. shots that you kind of see in the media, media, I'm not knocking those photos at all. But like you said, sometimes they're just flat and it feels like a photographer might have gone out there for 15 minutes and they know exactly what photo they need. They'll do that and then they'll go home day's done do you know what i mean yep and they can't really tell you what's going on and they they have the luxury of speed and with a lot of these photographers is that um whoever gets their pictures out there first is the first to sell <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me and we saw this like when during the blm protests and uh, there was that really famous portrait of the the bodyguard like dragging up that like knocked out man over his shoulder Oh, Christian's yeah, yeah. right next to him got the same if not a better photo but because he didn't upload it or no one saw it because the guy already uploaded it and it sold within like mm. a few seconds because he had the internet connection right yeah. it's, it's about speed yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian would you ever want to kind of go down that road as well or or are you happy kind of documenting things at your own pace? Do you know what? I have thought about it before, but I quite enjoy documenting at my own pace. Unless I was doing something like what Yushi does for Vice or something like that, to where he's got full control over to how he shoots what he wants to shoot, as long as he captures the day sort of thing, then um, I'll do something like that. But as far as the other route, um, I'm just not really interested in it. I'm guessing, the, and the thing is, I don't think there's that much money in it these days either. So, and for the effort that you have to put into it and everything else, I'd rather just enjoy doing what I'm doing and, and yeah. documenting things and not have no pressure and just be able to go there and get the shots I want to get on a day. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's cool true. stuff. Well, is I like, knew you'd both answer that, but I just wanted yeah, to ask yeah. a question because, <laughs> yeah, but the assignments that like I should you get sent on for Vice. Are really cool and i suppose that yep. they're kind of like it's a totally different thing so like the one where you went out with that guy on a night out to, oh, was it, wait, to see if london was, was a 24 <laughs> that was quite oh, funny wait. but as soon as i see, seen the pictures i knew that was you who'd yeah, gone yeah. and then there was there was some yeah. other one actually i stopped following vice on instagram a couple <laughs> of years ago because i'm one of those people who's like vice is shit now like you used to be really good um, but to be honest, I don't think they are any different. It just gets annoying after a while. But I, don't know, I quite like Vice, like yeah. I'm again, I'm it's because they're different, right? Vice is different from your kind of mainstream. But I remember yeah. buying Vice, the magazine. Well, it was free, wasn't it? I used, to, I, I got the first issue of it. Have you? Like, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Because yeah. it didn't come out every. It only came out like was it quarterly, <clears throat> or have I made that? Up? No, it was yeah, where it started in like Canada or something, and then the first I got the first UK issue of it. I should oh, probably, okay. but yeah, it was free in this shop up the road from where I used to work, and I remember picking it up and being like, "What the fuck is this?" Like the first article <laughs> in it was how to convince a girl to let you, uh, see how to get a girl to finger your ass when you have a sex with her. <laughs> oh, is that why you picked it up, Luke? That is exactly what I picked up. But I was like, what is this? What is this magazine? And then it was like, how to win a fight 
but it was all like bullshit tips on how like if you grab somebody by their little finger you can like flip them over and <laughs> I was like oh it's just a massive piss take I get it that's really funny and then obviously they sold it to Murdoch whoever it was and it's become this mad thing but it's cool now that they've got so much money they can do things like employ someone like yourself to go and take pictures for these daft stories that it's yeah. just like that's cool that's a, that and that must be is there a way that you like did you just contact them and started working for them is it as simple as that uh when i was when we were so when i was doing my uh, final major project at university we were given a press release or i was given a press release for the whole class to just email out and i ended up like looking through the document seeing just like Wales Online or Daily Mirrors and no one really is going to look for it so I'm looking for his press release and I see Vice I'm like cool. and I just take this piece of paper out to put it in between my laptop go home and then just take those emails and email them uh I just introduce myself and then during like the pandemic I just emailed the editors like twice three times a week until they replied and then when they did I was like Oh, I photographed this protest. Do you want pictures? Oh, I did this. Do you want the pictures? And then somehow they just just started letting me do yeah. stuff for them. That's <laughs> cool. That is really good. But it was like relentless emails. Like what I I used to schedule them all at the same time just to go out. <laughs> like, and I was like, this I this is this is crazy. If like this, if this guy doesn't reply, or if, yeah. even just might block me. But thankfully yeah. he he let me let me do some more work for them. I can imagine and, um, the big boss man sitting in the office going, Dave, look, 10.59, you watch. As soon as it hits 11, I'm going to get an email from Yoshi. Yeah, no, it, was, it was like religious. And a few of the editors joked around about it uh, at the like staff party, which I was invited to. And they were like, you emailed too much. I'm like, I'm sorry. I had it to. Worked, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. In your yeah. alcohol, and these are my photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, before you know, you guys go. We want you to give the opportunity to be able to either give any advice to people that are looking to get into like photojournalism, street photography, documentary photography, and obviously let anyone know that's listening about any projects you've got you working on at the moment, or even other people that motivate you, anything like that. Yes. Oh, pressure's on me now. He's still um, <laughs> What one one word of or one sentence? I think I said this before. As it doesn't never have to be a sentence. You can speak for twenty minutes. Okay. If you want. Right. <laughs> um, never never leave your house without a camera. And yeah, this is the only camera I have to hand. I'm sorry. It's oh no, I love it. Got eight lenses to it, and I brought it off eBay. Have right, you been using it. What what is it? No, it's a Lomography uh, Octomat. I think that's how you pronounce it. It nice. makes the moving like, yeah, it's really noisy. Kind of, it makes like these GIF images. But the I'm trying to I'm trying to sell it. If anyone wants to buy a lomography camera, oh, you know really? where to come. Why are you trying to sell it? <laughs> if you if you listen to this, send them a message. I saw it on, I saw it on eBay for two hundred pounds, and I bought it for four. I'm like, this this is a money maker right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's be one of those guys that starts flipping cameras. Yeah. So you bought it for four pounds. Yes. I'll give you eight quid. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> One for each <laughs> um, But uh, 
Yeah, so like never leave your house without a camera. Um, that's, that's, that's my advice. And is there and anything just, you're working on at the moment that... Uh, yeah, so I'm wor working on a BPM project. Um, I'm doing some more work documenting like the South Asian underground renaissance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bunch of South Asian DJs and musicians playing music to other South Asian people. The cool creative scene that's popping off. You've, you've posted and, um, a couple of photos of that mm, kind of thing on your Instagram, is that right? Yep, that is right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then um, the track, which is an ongoing project, so a running track behind my house and uh, the surrounding areas around it. Nice. That's amazing. Christian, what about you, mate? Any words of advice um, from anyone? Basically the same as what you she said. Just, um, just always try to have a camera on you. You never know what's going to happen. Um, also, just enjoy the process. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy being out of your camera and enjoy taking pictures. Um, I think apart from that, there's nothing else really. Um, as far as um, photographers around me that I get inspiration from, that mostly, if I don't know if you guys know New Exit Group. Mm. I don't think I do. New yeah, it consists of. I mean, I will about ten minutes after we've we've hung up. Yeah, we'll have have a little look. But it consists of four photographers, and I think they're some some of the best documentary sort of social do uh, photographers. And um, I learn a lot from a lot of these guys. And um, Simon King as well. Um, he's yeah. part of that group, and um, their work's absolutely amazing. And especially when it comes to film photography, because they all shoot film mainly. They black literally only really shoot black and white film. And yeah, so I take a lot of inspiration from these guys and learn a lot from them. So um, check those guys out, definitely. In terms of projects, I'm guessing you just, like you said earlier, you're building... Projects, yeah, I've got the, the BMX bike projects, um, which I started at the start of the year, which is going to be ongoing for years, most probably, because a good thing about that project as well, like you were saying earlier, sometimes you've got everything on your doorstep. It's a 10-minute walk from my house. Yeah. So I'm able to. I didn't realise that was a project you were working on. I thought that was just a like a paid job. I didn't realise that was like an. Oh no, that's that's actually a project that I'm working on because oh, growing awesome. up in Peckham, there weren't much to do as a youth in the area when we was growing up and when we was kids. So the fact that this guy um, opened up a bike track for the kids, and not only did he open it up for the youth, but he's actually getting them to go to the Olympics and they're winning medals in the Olympics from this track that he's opened up in the area and it gives the youth something to do. So um, I've been enjoying doing that project. So I'm trying to sort of really get in with that and um, do that. And then they've got the local boxing gym, which is on the doorstep again, because it's 30 seconds across the road from the bike track. So, <laughs> and it's also a gym that it's a boxing gym that's been there since I was a kid, because I went there when I was about nine, 10 years old. So yeah, so it's just stuff in my area, like you said, you don't have to go anywhere for projects. And sometimes the best things are just new doorsteps. So, and I find as well, a lot of the time, that's what people want to see. They want to see stuff that they don't get to see all the time. Everyone takes pictures in central London and all of those sort of areas. So being able to take pictures in an area which a lot of people might have not seen, um, for me personally, I find that a lot more interesting. Yeah, it's cool as well, because it's kind of like, you're doing something for your community, right? And that doesn't mean necessarily like getting something and doing something for charity or supporting a certain shop or whatever, but by documenting, you know, photographing where you're from, 
that's like your way of giving back to the community and that's important yeah and i think photography as well i think most people that get into photography don't get into it for the money do they there's not really a lot of money in it for the majority of photographers you're shooting film you don't make any money shooting film. oh you definitely ain't because well, not, not as a day-to-day yeah, whatever photography. money you are making shooting, um, you end up spending on film anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you end up putting it back into it. So, um, so yeah, so you have to do it for the love of it. But I think at some point, like I've never got into photography for the money. I've got into it for the passion of it. So at some point uh, in a few years, I do want to open up a place for the youth and teach youth for how to document and take photos. So I've been in talks with people about that. So at some point in the future, that's something that I will be looking into as well. That's amazing. amazing. Well, hopefully one day we can support you in some way. To That'd be amazing. Well, we're definitely going to... I'm looking forward to you guys getting together and sorting out the uh, website and I can't wait to see it. And yeah, I just think cool. it's amazing what you guys are doing for the community. And there we're isn't doing, anything yeah, like We this. are launching soon now, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I honestly think it's amazing what you guys are doing. Um, there isn't anything like this for photographers. And just having a platform to where people can go and put their stuff is absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to come down and see you boys soon. In fact, me and Luke actually spoke about it the other day saying, yeah. well, there's a gig we want to go to in London. So we were like, well, let's just book the day off and make a day of it. And we were literally going to yeah. just message you two saying, Let's hook up for the day. Um, oh, nice! So yeah, we'll 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 get that in the diary soon enough, I'm sure. Summertime, we have we have to have a Peckham day in in summer, summer at some point. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Sure. Like yeah, that. yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll have to challenge each other, won't we? We'll have to pick each other's equipment or something like that. Yeah, oh, oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> well, we know what you she's going to be picking for someone. <laughs> now that's going to be sold as soon as this comes out. We'll get flooded with messages, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's going to be cost more than the contacts back in G2 soon, isn't it? <laughs> oh, all right, you're going to see me with some bling bling of cameras right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We thank really appreciate oh, it. Thanks for having us. We'll have you. We'll have you on again soon. Yushi, you, you, you know you, you've been on a number of times. But yeah, yeah Christian, yeah. thanks Christian's for coming on. We'll catch. We'll catch up, or maybe we'll. You know, if you are listening to this, we also put out videos from time to time as well over on our YouTube channel. Maybe we'll get together and we'll we'll do a video. Maybe me and Luke will document these two um, for the day or something like that. But yeah, be good. Thank be you good. for checking it out. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Peace.